And it is Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. I'm going to just jump right into the word. We are a note-taking church, and so if you have your phone or your notepads, we're going to get into the word of God. I am so glad that you guys, uh, you know, you got dressed. For those of you who are here, you got dressed and you got out there in that rain, and we know that's not always easy, but, but you made your way to church and you're here to celebrate the birth of our Savior. And so uh, kudos to you. Glad you're here. And uh, we're going to go ahead and dive into the word. It says this in Colossians 2, verse 9. Colossians 2, verse 9 says this. It says, for in Christ, someone say in Christ, in Christ. lives all the fullness of God in a human body. I'm going to reread that because that's pretty huge. That's pretty huge. For in Christ, someone say in Christ, lives all the fullness of God in a human body. That is, that's a strong start to Christmas. In Christ, in Christ. You know, over the course of time, tradition can tend to rob a thing of its significance and of its power. Um, As a matter of fact, the word religion uh, defined means routine. And so, Religion itself has the power to, to, you know, you know, take away the power of something so significant like the birth of, of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I think about certain examples more on the darker side of things. We're going to brighten it up but because it is Christmas Eve. But, for example, like when you think about something like the Holocaust and, and how, how dark that must have been for the people who went through that. Um, those who survived it, it was, it was dark and it was, it was terrible. Um, and, and as time has gone on, we know historically it happened around, you know, World War II and Adolf Hitler and his regime. But y- 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 time tends to separate us from the experience and the significance and the weight of a thing. Um, I think about September 11th. September 11th, I remember where I was. September 11th. Um, if you're old enough, you probably remember where you were as well. Um, I was in third third period. It was English class. Mrs. Gurch, she's a sweetheart, and uh, she turned on the TV and and we saw we saw the plane, you know, in the building and, and the building burning down and the smoke going away from the building. And it's like I, I remember that. I, we stayed there for about an hour or two, and then they sent us home early. I remember that, but. We're 20 years away from 9-11. I mean, you know, now it's, it's, it's a memory. It's, it's kind of like a figment or what have you. And so time has the ability to, to, to get away from the significance of, of a thing. And one thing I do know is, is that we gather here tonight, and it's all because of an event that has not lost its significance. Uh, and this event happened over 2,000 years ago, and you can go ahead and get ready to celebrate this, but it's the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. That's why we're gathered here this evening, and man, it's, it's just such a, the most powerful event in human history was his birth. I would say first or even second to the resurrection, but I always say this, there can't be a resurrection unless there is first the birth. And so um, go ahead and write this down, and, and I just think that this is worth pointing out. Is Here it is. Number one is, is when Christ was born, God came in human form. When Christ was born, God came in human form. 
And, and, so, and so Joseph, this, this, this man that God calls to marry, to marry Mary, he, uh, that's interesting. He, he, God tells him, he says here, you, she's conceived the child, and the child is of the Holy Spirit. The child comes from me, and you are going to name him Jesus. And so the word Jesus, if you're taking notes, means God saves. God saves. Thank God for Jesus. I think, I think if you want to grow in your prayer life, one, one, way to, one way to start out in your prayer and all throughout your prayer is begin to thank God for Jesus. Uh, a lot of times we, we thank God for different things, but begin to season your prayers with that. Lord, thank you for, thank you for Jesus. And this is not a condemning statement, but the Bible is truth. The Bible teaches that we have all fallen short of the glorious standard of God. It means that we, we've all sinned. We've all just, we've missed it. And if we were to stand before God right now today without Jesus, we would be condemned to death forever. And so when, when the angel told Joseph when she has the baby to name him Jesus, it's because it represented the Lord's purpose in the world. His purpose was to save you, to save me from the sin that separates us from God. And I thank God for, for Jesus. And, and we, we often say, what, Jesus Christ. A lot of people think that Christ is his last name. Christ is not his last name. Christ is his title. And so go ahead and write this down. The word Christ, here it is, means anointed one. Christ means anointed one. The word anointed simply means to, to rub on to rub on. So, so, so God rubbed, rubbed the purpose of saving humanity on Jesus. He, he rubbed that on, on, on the Lord. And, and Christ represents Jesus's divinity. And so that's why it says here in Colossians 2, 9, that it says that for in Christ lives all the fullness of God. So Christ, here it is, was fully human and also fully God. There's no other major religious figure that can claim that. You know, Islam can't claim that. Buddhism cannot claim that. Hinduism can't claim that. This new age crap that's out there can't claim that. Only, only our faith can claim the fact that the Savior that we serve is not just a man, but he was God. All right, y'all treat me like the 4 p.m. I'm about to spark y'all up. I'm already preaching. And y'all just don't mean nothing for me. I mean everything for you. Come on now. When I get Pastor Child saying, come on, I love <laughs> Hey, Pastor Child's my guy, bro. Come on. I love it. I love it. Sounds like my uncle. Come on. I love it. Oh, unk. Oh, unk. I miss unk. I love unk. Mom, if you're watching, we love unk. Mama, we made it. No, I'm playing. It's just the camera. Just the camera. From the bottom, no. Oh, I'm in trouble. I, I want to encourage you with a few, just a few things. I, I really don't have a flow. I was reading through the Christmas story, and it's just a powerful thing to stop in this season. I would say week leading up to Christmas and go through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and, and try to find that Christmas story. Pray over it. Ask God, what does this mean for me? But I, so I don't have any stories that we're going to follow, you know, like the angels, you know. So when Christ was born, the angels came from heaven and they start singing. 
So I want to encourage you, if you came to church today and you expected a few hymnals and to sit and stand and sit and stand and sit and to stand, and, and, and you, you weren't expecting this man with massive muscles behind the big guy with the black hat and these beautiful women up front here, and you were not expecting the one with the massive muscles to blast your eardrums out because it's Christmas. It's like, oh my God, just give me holy night without the bridge at the end that you guys just did. I, the only thing I can tell you is that it was angels that night. It was thousands of them, and it was loud. It was loud. It was, it was loud. So you see what I mean, how religion tears the thing down? Christ is the Lord. It's like, you know what I mean? But they, they said angels were there. I'm sure you had angels. <laughs> He's here, yeah! The devil's done! And I mean, they preached the gospel to those shepherds who were there. I mean, shepherds were rejected. They were the bottom of society. No one wanted to be around a shepherd. Shepherds were liars. It was low-income job. Then you have a teenage girl who is having a baby from a man that she hasn't been with. Then you got this crazy man who should have divorced her. And then you got all these. You, you, you're in a, he, he was born in a cave, in a manger. He was born in a manger. He was born in a manger where pigs eat out of. I mean, come on. There's nothing sanitized about the Christmas story. There's nothing cute about it, but it's all good. Because when he was born, your Savior came. And your life can be changed forever and ever and ever. So when heaven opened, there was no holy night. It was loud. And it was a party. And it was good. Because the king of heaven and earth had arrived, had arrived. And so number one, God came to be with you. God came to be with you. It was a few weeks back, and I'm like, now I know it's, I know it's the fall, but it, it's not winter yet. I was, I was in my office, and we had just dropped off our kid to school. And I'm in the office because it is freezing outside. And uh, it was like 30, but the weather app said it feels like 16 because of the wind chill factor. And we dropped off our baby boy. He had on a T-shirt and, and a sweater. And, I mean, it's beautiful. It's, it's shine. You know, the sun is shining. It is it's amazing outside. But I'm just concerned about him because it's very, very cold. And I'm looking out my window, and all I see the trees doing, the tr I mean, the trees are leaning. I'm like, if y'all stop leaning, I can stop thinking about my kid. I think, I think he'll be warm. I think he'll make it. But, I mean, them suckers just, just leaning. And so I, I text my wife. I said, um, I think I'm going to go back to the school and drop off Judah's jacket. No, nah, no, nah, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. He'll be Okay, um, and, and so an hour later, I, I, can't, I can't work on a message. I can't pray for y'all because all I'm thinking about is my son. I'm not with him physically. But all I'm thinking about 
is my son. And so an hour later, I just told us, I, I don't care what you said. I'm, I'm going to give this jacket to my boy. And so I went as far as calling the school. And <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'm preaching to you because I'm yeah, preaching to you. My staff over here like, these are people I pay and they looking at me like, like smile. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's Christmas, man. Put your hands together. It's Christmas Eve. Go have fun. Don't be sterile and boring. Come on. It's a good story. It's a funny story. <laughs> um, what was I saying? No, so I was on the yeah, yeah I was on the phone and, and I said, look, um, I said, Our, when do they go to recess? And the front office lady was, give me a minute, let me find out. Oh, sir, they're going outside at 11.30. So it was 11 o'clock. I said, I'll be there. And so I, I came and I brought him, I brought him his jacket. And, and simply stated, like, like I said, I wasn't with him physically. But I was with him in spirit. I was thinking about him. I was concerned for him. I was planning for him. I came and I provide, even though he didn't see me hand him the jacket, there was no physical interaction. I was still overseeing his life. I was still faithful to him. I was still loving on him. And that's what the birth of Christ represents. It represents the fact that God is with you every single second, every single moment, every single hour of the day. God is with you. You're not lonely. You're not depressed. You're not bound. God is with you. It says this here in Matthew 1 verse 23. It says, look, the virgin will conceive a child and she will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with with us. Someone say with us. He's with us. He's with us. And I think that's been one of the biggest ploys and devices of the enemy this year is to make you think and believe constantly, consistently that God is not, is not with you. But Christmas Eve proves that he's a liar. See, before Christ, the Spirit of God rested on people. We're going to read about someone here in a few minutes named Simeon who, who rested on people. When, when, when Christ came into the world, Colossians 2.9 just taught us that all of God was in him. So when he was born, Christ was in the world. God was in the world beating the devil at his own game. And, and then when Christ died and resurrected and went into heaven, now the Spirit of God lives in you. You, you see that progression? That, that's that's kind of how it works. Second thought here on Christmas is God came to understand your struggle. God came to understand your struggle. Because when we think about God, we, we think in terms of like some guy high up there in the third heaven he doesn't get me. He's all powerful. Like he intervenes when he wants to. He cares when he wants to. I don't want to bother him today. But, you know, so when Christ was born, he came to understand your struggle. My, my, my oldest kid here, he, he, he broke his ankle a few years back. 
And uh, at, at one point, he was, he was playing baseball. At one point, he, he asked me, he said, Daddy, he may not remember it, but I remember it. Such a sentimental moment. He said, Dad, have you ever broken anything? And I said, well, let me go down the list. Um, I said, well, I, I broke my thumb before. Um, <laughs> and, and this is crazy. In sixth grade, don't do this. In sixth grade. Because he, he's sixth grade. Don't, don't do this. I um, was getting ready for school one morning, and uh, my grandma was taking me to school, and she went around the corner. I was dressed. She was dressed, but she went back to her room for a moment. And uh, I love Power Rangers, and I thought I was one. Um, really, I was, was it Tommy, the Green Ranger with the, with the gold? Tommy, yeah, yeah. He was a bad guy, but... He became the White Ranger. Y'all too stoked for bad guys. I like bad guys too. Anyway. And, you know, she turned that corner. I, that was my chance. That was my chance, Mark. That's our chance. I got on the arm of that chair, and I said, I'm about to do a cartwheel. And now that I think about it 20-something years later, I'm like, Jesus, that was so ridiculous what what if my foot caught the ceiling and bam I got on the arm of the chair did a cartwheel broke my foot got a whooping with a broke foot we don't parent like that no more y'all ain't reading your bible proverbs tells you a belt will run hell out of them okay all right I don't got a church you see, the people who ain't clapping don't whoop butts. So it's, it's okay. It's okay. Got me right. I'm telling you, I got my butt whooped so much. I came back home. I was 21 years old. I done broke script. Don't worry about it. It's still Christmas Eve, but just follow me. Some of y'all, where is the Bible? No, I'm, everything I'm saying is, is word, okay? I'm, I'm giving a word for your life. I came home, them butt whoopings were so good. I came home one, one break, I was 21. And my mom was fixing me a hot dog or something. And I just, I just came in and I just gave her a kiss on the cheek. That was weird. She's like, what was that for? I said, mom, I just, I'm just so thankful for all of those times you whooped my butt. Look at me. I'm making you proud. I love the Lord. I'm changing the world. Y'all better start whooping some butts. Forget what the government say. Forget what these people on social media say. They are not raising your kids. How did I get out this far on Christmas Eve? All right. It's always good. It says this here. It says... So I couldn't fully relate, but Jesus can. I love it. It says in Hebrews 4, Jesus understands every weakness of ours because he was tempted in every way that we are. But he did not sin. That's the biggest part. So whenever we are in need, we should come bravely before the throne of our merciful God. There we will be treated with undeserved kindness and we will find help. So, so he came to understand what it, what it means to be 
to be broke and, and hungry and, and worried and, and have a headache. He, he went through all of those things, and because he overcame them, now you and I can go to him whenever we have a need, and the Lord will help in his perfect time. And the third thought is this. We can clap that up. That's something to celebrate. That's okay. Wow. I, you know, personally, I don't have it all together. I'm, I'm in God's face every single day, Trevor. I mean, I'm, Lord, help me. Lord, I'm confused. You can come to him and he'll help you. Number three, God came to clean up our mess. Jesus was born to clean up our mess. I remember uh, when, when PK and I, we, we had just first started dating. Made it, made it somewhat official. And uh, I had to go to work one day. And uh, she asked for the keys to my house. Like, like, well, I love the Lord. I'm living pure, but I don't know if I'm ready for that step. And so she came on over. And uh, I mean, I, I was, I, I battled with two things. I don't know about y'all. I took communion two months ago. I don't know about y'all. So I can, I can admit my sin <laughs> two months ago. <laughs> I'm on one, bro. It's six o'clock and seven o'clock. All right, I'm normally getting ready for bed right now. But uh, anyway, <laughs> so hold me. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so procrastination, y'all won't raise your hand with me. And, and oh, okay, all right, and disorganization. Yeah, yeah. Lance, don't celebrate that too hard now, Lance. <laughs> Lance like, ooh, yeah, me too. <laughs> and so, I mean, stuff everywhere, shoes, underwear, I'm just, you know. Um, you know, I, anyway, I'm telling you too much. And uh, she, she got my keys, and I went to work, came home, everything clean. Not just my room, the kitchen, the living room. You couldn't find a speck of dust anywhere in that house. The floor was vacuumed. What is she, she cleaned it on up. And, and that's what Jesus does. Jesus comes in, and if you will allow him to, wherever you feel dirty, wherever you feel condemnation, wherever you feel bondage, wherever you feel unclean, he'll just clean it on. He'll clean it on up. I love this promise in Ezekiel. It says this here, in addition, I will deliver you from everything that makes you unclean. Everything. Everything. That lie you told, God can clean it up. That bad decision, God can clean it up. That addiction, Jesus was born to clean it up. That depression, Jesus was born to lift it up. God can clean it. He can clean it. He can clean it. And I love the second part. It says, I'll call out to the grain you plant, ordering it to produce abundant yields. So not only does he want to clean your life up, but, but he came to clean you up and so that you would be blessed. Not just to clean you up, but so that you could, you could move forward right. in your life. So, so also this, I, I want you to go ahead and write this down. The birth of Christ set some things also in motion for your life and your future. For your life and in your future. Uh, let, me, let me encourage us here. Um, the, the word of God will be ineffective, ineffective in your life if it is not met with faith. So once again, it's kind of like that religious book. We can come to church and go through the motions of Christmas Eve, 
Or we can really say, Lord, speak to me tonight so that my life can be changed. And, and, and everything that I'm preaching here, it has to be met with faith. That's where the transformation occurs. So when Christ, when God was born, he didn't just come to be with you. He didn't just come to understand your struggle. And he did not just come to clean your life. But he also came to set some things in motion. This is where your faith comes in for your future. Spirit of Hulk Hogan got on me. He never got that leg a foot high. Just. Y'all don't watch wrestling. How, how did Hulk always get that? Ooh, I mean, it was the best. But how did that one leg lay people out for three seconds? Dad, if you're watching, I love you. Me and my dad, man, we would spend so many hours watching wrestling. And we just ate it up. Anyway, Hulk Hogan, man. Oh, I'm sorry. So the first thing, his birth set in motion. Y'all okay? Just trying to wake up. I want y'all to go home with some joy. Some joy. Some joy. Is that okay? My, my wife was talking to me between services and trying to explain to me what I already knew. Mark. Mark, you're killing me, bro. You're giving me life, bro. Listen, if I don't get one present in the morning, you are my present. Give me a high five. Merry Christmas. My man. In my hood, we say, Merry Trimmers. Merry Trimmer. Give me life. Now, she's talking to me about, well, you know, it's Christmas Eve and given, you know, you never really know people's backgrounds with their faith and people revere this night I'm like I'm like let's think about this <laughs> it was freezing cold uh, they were riding on I don't know a camel a donkey something what King James calls it it's not a donkey <laughs> we're talking about reverence right <laughs> King James don't call it a donkey They couldn't find a room anywhere. The brother was born outside around shepherds. What is there to revere about that setting? Yes, we revere God, but we don't revere the, the routine of the evening. Because so many of us have stepped in and out of churches and cathedrals on this night Yet we don't leave changed one bit by the most powerful thing that ever happened in human history for us. So forget the religious part. Let's get loud. Let's laugh. Let's have fun. Let's build faith. Let's have joy as we peace out on 2020 and move into 2021. I mean, have some fun with me. Y'all still taking notes? 
All right, all right, here we go. Got to get the babies out, all right? Santa coming and all that. Uh-oh, that's a whole nother topic. Let's keep going here. I'll say this. <laughs> we know Jesus is the reason for the season. Okay. Anyway, so number one, a life seasoned with miracles is what the Lord set in motion. I want you to follow me on this one. Now, a miracle, here it is, is an extraordinary outcome due to divine intervention. An extraordinary outcome due to divine intervention. Love my grandma. Loved her for a lot of things. Primary thing, aside from her, that I really loved was her cooking. I don't know if y'all got a grandma like that who can, or, you, or if you have a, a lady in your life who is older and, and she can throw down in the kitchen. And I, I don't know, you won't got to clap about that, but we should praise the Lord. But hold on, I'm going somewhere. Don't praise him too soon. <laughs> I don't know what it was about the holidays, but her meals went to a whole nother level. <laughs> I mean, in my home, it was, it, go, 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 my, yeah. collard greens. I, I had a four o'clock praise the Lord. And I was looking for an amen in that thing. Come on. I knew, but, but the greens didn't hit her. It, it didn't hit the, the four o'clock person until I said mac and cheese. All right. That bait mac and cheese, that right there. Those sweet potato pies. You wasn't losing sleep over Santa. You was losing sleep over the fact that you were hungry. And, and so, man, just a whole nother level on the holidays, y'all. Listen, there's, she was seasoning that thing. Just pro tip. If you, if, if you feel as though you don't have enough salt, put more. Because there's a great chance you don't got enough. My man Bobo over here like, yeah, yeah, no, 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 I done cooked a few meals. There's nothing worse. Here it is than a bland holiday meal. I mean, you get, you get dressed up. It's raining. It's cold. You go, you go in over their house because they invited you. have to go, right? They gave you the red card, and yeah, I'm going to come. I got to go. You get there. They serve you a plate, and, and you, you take that first bite. You know it's a long night. You're already thinking, like, is, is Popeye's open when we leave? Uh, we got to go now. Now. No, we got to stay an hour. Popeye's going to be closed. No, we got to go now. You're already thinking. It's a long night. and it, You want seconds? Sh sure, just uh, put the rice right, right there. I'll take that seconds. Oh, you ate that real fast. No, your trash can was next to me. Praise God. No, you know what I mean? There's nothing like a bland meal on the holidays. And, and, and if, you, if you think about the Christmas story, like Mary's pregnancy, teenage girl, virgin girl, had never been with a man. But, but her, her belly is growing. The Lord came upon her and impregnated her with the Savior of the world. Her belly is growing. And then think about Joseph, who's 
who, who, who has all these dreams and God sends the angel Gabriel, the top mess, read your Bible, the top messenger angel. And the, I mean, the, the king is coming to the earth. You can't send no small messenger angel. You got to send a, you got to send a five-star general like, like Gabriel. And so Joseph is having dreams and Gabriel's like, no, it's, it's from, it's from the man. And this is the thing about it. She didn't want that situation. He didn't want that situation. It, it was, I mean, once again, it's, baby, we, we got to talk. Well, uh, what, what you want to talk about? Uh, I'm pregnant. Who the daddy? Uh, no, nah, you crazy. A miracle. He he didn't create these dreams while he was asleep. He didn't think these things up. It it was a shame to be to be engaged to someone who was already pregnant and it wasn't your child. He didn't want this. It was a miracle. It's a miracle we're in this room. It's a miracle you're saved. It's a miracle you're breathing. It's a miracle you made it through 2020. It's a miracle. A miracle. It's a miracle. And, and if you think about your life, it's been, God's been, uh, little miracle, little miracle, little miracle, little miracle, little miracle, miracle, little miracle, little miracle. Make a song called Little Miracle. Because it's lyrical. And it's a miracle. Call me Lyrical Miracle. I like that name, Lyrical Miracle. miracle. I'm about to be a rapper. Babe, you know I used to make those songs. I said they make it on the radio. These songs that's out these days, anything make it. Lyrical miracle. Hey, hey. Uh, producer. Man, you. My man, give it up for Brian. Give it up for Mark Brian, everybody. Lyrical miracle. Lyrical miracle and Mark Brian. You got to get a name, though. You got. My man, he already got a name. All right, we're still in church. I Lyrical Miracle, what was I saying? No, I mean, think, think, think about that car accident that you were supposed to die in. Miracle. Think about that, that terminal illness that you were never going to, and you're sitting in, in the Lord's house. Think about that door that you could not open. You don't know how you got that opportunity. You don't know how you got that job. Think about that toxic relationship that you overcame. It, it was all the Lord. And, and this is the thing about it. This is the thing about it. The Bible says that God reigns on the just and the unjust. And we are only just by Jesus. Okay, so if you believe in Christ, his blessings reign on you. If you don't, his blessings reign on you. So the car accident that you survived, it was not good karma. It was not by coincidence. It was not by happen chance. 
everything that God has always done in your life has been through his son. Whether you believe in him or not, it's always been through Jesus Christ. It's not new age. It's not karma. It's not Islam. Come on. It's not Buddhism. It's not Hinduism. It's always Christ. It's only Christ and God loves you. So he sent his son Christ. Seasoned with miracles. It says this here in Colossians 1.17, God's son was before all else. Praise Jesus. Here it is. And by him, everything. Someone say everything. everything. Is held together. Everything? You mean the sinners, the non-believers, the non-church goers? He's holding them together too. You mean the mean people, my boss, my, my sister, my mom, my dad who was never there? He's holding them together. You mean me, a wretch undone, a sinner, a, I'm imperfect, I'm broken? He's holding you together. His birth is holding you together. Seasoned with miracles. And if your past has been seasoned with miracles, and if your present has been seasoned with miracles, you can expect your future to be seasoned with miracles. And don't give credit to anything else but to this baby that we celebrate tonight. Number two, I want to give you this, the permission to dream big. Y'all okay? Yeah. All right. It says this here, Jesus was eight days old, and it was customary to bring an eight-day-old boy to the temple um, to receive a, a certain procedure. I'm going to allow you to go home and read that. Um, it was a covenant with the Lord, an agreement that the yeah. children of God had with God. So it says this here, at that time, there was a man, we're, we're almost going home, in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. And it says this, it says this, <laughs> that was funny. It's okay. It says this, the Holy Spirit was upon him, yeah. here it is, it's so important, and had revealed to him, someone say revealed. revealed, so that word means shown him, God has shown you certain things, he's revealed to you certain things about your life, about your family, about your future, he, he has spoken to you, it, it, you know, it was, it was the Lord. And it says, revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Verse 27, that day the Spirit led him to the temple. So this, this, this young man, this gentleman was, he wasn't young, this gentleman was Spirit-led. He was Spirit-led. So God could tell him to go somewhere he'd go. He, so he was positioned. And it says this here, that day the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord, as the law required, Simeon was there. The Bible says this, that he took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. Someone say promised. Amen. I have seen your salvation which you have prepared for, someone say all, all people. You, 
the birth of Christ set in motion for your life. I need, this is when you catch it personally. This, this word is for you. The birth of Christ set in motion for your life. The permission for you to dream big. I mean, the text says that God showed him something about his life, about his future. And when he showed that to him, Simeon's hope was connected to that picture for his future. His hope was connected to that. Okay. And, and so he pressed into that hope. He, he pressed into that hope. I want to encourage you with this one. Go ahead and write this down. During this Christmas season, tonight, 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 number one, don't forget to hope. Don't forget to hope. This year has been so tedious. It's been a, a marathon. It's been a, it's just been tough for a lot of people. And I think we've forgotten to, to hope that things can and will get better. Yeah. And number two, write this down. Don't forget to dream big. I, I, I'm not talking small stuff. I'm talking receive something from God tonight. I, I want you to go home tonight. Get away from family and friends and, and just have a five to ten minute prayer time with God. And say, God, reveal something to me. Show me something. Before you go to bed, get in, get in a closet, get in your room. I love you. I'm sending you out. Get with God and say, Lord, show me something. I want you to speak to me about my life. In the process of being married and having young children and starting this church, Pastor Kyra and I, we encounter so many rough patches. So many rough patches. And I know you're probably there too. So many challenges and rough patches and so many, but there are two things that we've always done. Two things, and we've always done it in Jesus. We've hoped, and we've dreamt bigger than our circumstance. Had, had never been anywhere, but by faith, we had seen the possibilities that were in Christ. Don't forget to to dream big. This is why this is important. It's important because of this. Write this down. God's promise comes gift wrapped in your hopes and dreams. God's promise comes gift wrapped. If you have a hope, if you have a vision, it's because God gave it to you. God gave it to you. And if he gave it to you, he promises to bring it to pass. I, I tell my oldest boy this all the time. Any hopes that he has, give them back to God. I mean, every detail of your, is there a relationship you want restoration in? Is there a situation? Give it back to you. He will bring it. Didn't we just read the text? I've been praying for my dad for, uh, for nine years to really meet the Lord and be baptized. 
I've been praying, 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 praying. And when we finally decided to come up to Maryland and start the church, that visit right before we moved here, on the way up in the car ride, I mean, he was he was 78, 79 years old. Chris, you remember because you did it, you, you baptized him with me. On the way up, I think we were in North Carolina or Virginia. See, y'all, this is where you lean into this message. This is where it gets real good. This is where the impossible becomes possible because it's only through Christ. It's not through any other way in your life. On the way up, North Carolina, I remember we were about to enter Virginia. He said, son, I'm really proud of you. I admire you. We're going to miss you. We're going to miss you. You're moving to Maryland. We're going to miss you. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to give my life to the Lord. And when we get to the hotel, I want you to baptize me. I'm giving my heart. Come on, put your hands together for that. That's nine years of tears, blood, sweat, seeking God. This is Christmas Eve. All things are possible in Jesus Christ. And about a year into that, my, my uncle Johnny, your, your dad, Megan, we're, we're sitting in our living room. You've been praying for him for years. We, we, we brought him to the Lord together. And, and he started he started crying and he received the gift of the Holy Spirit. But that was on the back of some hard times. Don't forget to hope and dream. Jesus was not born for you to be hopeless and for you not to dream big, big, big. He didn't go through all that trouble. He didn't. He's a good God, man. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 says this, For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. Someone say yes. Yes. You see how God works? It's only through his son. It's only through his son. Don't forget to dream big on this Christmas. I think the greatest gift that Jesus set in motion was the gift of fresh starts. I'm not going to preach this point. I just want to speak from the heart. And I want to encourage you, if you've not come to Jesus Christ, if you've never made Christ your Lord and Savior, tonight is the night. Tonight is the night. Tonight is the night where it all can be made, be made new in your life. You don't have to keep going through it alone. You don't have to continue to struggle without God being in your heart, without God being in your life. Tonight is the night you can be made completely new. I remember when my wife gave her life to Jesus, completely new person. Now she's stronger and wiser, living in her purpose, living in freedom. You can't do it in your own power. I can't do it in my own power. We have all needed and we all need a fresh start in the Lord. We all need a fresh start in the Lord. I want to read you this verse though. Isaiah says this. Isaiah 54 says, with deep love, I will take you back. Deep. God's like, I, I, 
I want you so bad. I want to bless you so bad. I want to protect you so bad. I want to care for you so bad. I sent my son. So even if you're a believer in here and your soul is saved, but you know that God is walking in this direction and your life is going in this direction, tonight you can make a fresh start. Tonight is the night where you go into 2021 filled, empowered, cleansed. Your conscience is clear. Your convictions are right. Your soul is lined up with God all because of the birth of his son. Let's bow our heads. Father, we love you on this Christmas Eve. We love you, we love you. And we thank you for the gift of your son. Lord, I pray if there is anyone in here who, who's on that, the cusp of giving their life to you, God, I pray that you would give them that grace that they need. You would just open your arms, God, that they would get a picture of your arms wide open saying, come home. Come home. I miss you. And that today we all would stop playing church, but that we would walk out of here totally and completely changed and renewed in Christ. So we're going to pray together. Church, I want you to intercede. If that be you and you're saying, I I want new life in Jesus. I want a fresh start in Christ. I want you to pray this prayer and mean it in your heart. God's going to give you the gift of his spirit and you will not be the same. So we're going to pray, Father, I love you. I thank you. I believe that Jesus is your son. I believe that he died and rose from the grave. Father, I turn away from my dysfunction. I turn away from a life of doubt and sin. And I give myself completely to you. Lord God, I pray for the gift of your Holy Spirit. And I thank you for the birth of your one and only son. I thank you for freedom. I thank you for forgiveness. I thank you for a future. Lord, I love you. Jesus name. I am yours. Amen. Merry Christmas church. Come on, let's put our hands together. Love you guys.